Revolution. Created and hosted by Tommy Lockwood, wellness entrepreneur. A movement designed for the purpose of achieving total wellness, spiritual and physical. Here's your host, Tommy. Welcome to Wellness Revolution. I'm your host, Tommy Lockwood, wellness entrepreneur and the author of Fasting with the Masters, a guide for self-healing. Wellness Revolution is all about the spiritual and physical aspects that compose well-being. And today's episode is very special and dear to my heart because it features the world-renowned herbalist and healer, Dr. Sebi. The very first time that we ever met in Honduras, early 2016. I met Dr. Sebi while fasting. And this is an important part of the story that will be discussed. What I feel is more proper before going into anything in here is basically introducing Dr. Sebi himself and reading his biography. Afterwards, I will lay the foundations of this story. And then we will hear Dr. Sebi himself. How does that sound? All right, so I'm going to go forward and let you know who Dr. Sebi is and what he is about. So Dr. Sebi is a pathologist, herbalist, biochemist, and naturalist. He has studied and personally observed herbs in North America, Central and South America, Africa, and the Caribbean and has developed a unique approach and methodology to healing the human body with herbs that is firmly rooted in over 30 years of experience. Dr. Sebi was born Alfredo Bowman on November 26, 1933, in the village of Ilanga in Spanish Honduras. Dr. Sebi is a self-educated man. He took cues on being obedient to the procession of life from his beloved grandmother, Mama Hay. His early days of play and observation by the river and the forest, coupled with guidance from his grandmother, afforded Sebi the foundation to be obedient to the truth in his later life. Dr. Sebi came to the United States as a self-educated man who was diagnosed with asthma, diabetes, impotence, and obesity. After unsuccessful treatments with conventional doctors and traditional Western medicine, Sebi was led to an herbalist in Mexico, Finding great healing success from all his ailments, he began creating natural vegetation cell food, compounds geared for intracellular cleansing and revitalization of all the cells that make up the human body. Dr. Sebi dedicated over 30 years of his life to develop a unique methodology that could only be obtained through years of empirical knowledge and practice. And what I will expand on a little bit more is the story of the Mexican healer and Dr. Sebi. The most important thing to know and to remember is fasting. You see, Alfredo Bowman became Dr. Sebi through the process of fasting. The Mexican healer gave Alfredo Bowman herbs. And with these herbs, he made teas and drank water. And he did that for 90 days. The result was fascinating for Dr. Sebi to arise from his bed 
not be impotent was a miracle. And the second thing I want to expand on a little bit more is the case of the Supreme Court of New York. And that's something that a lot of you out there know and will propel Dr. Sebi to the mainstream. And for those that are not familiar with the story is Dr. Sebi was challenged by the New York Supreme Court for practicing medicine without a license. And he had made these claims on an ad that was released on the newspapers at the time. I believe it was in the early 1980s. That was something like, you know, USHA Research Institute cures AIDS, diabetes, blindness, and more. And that claim got Dr. Sabi in trouble. And the way that he was able to climb out of that hole was to represent himself. And instead of bringing in the required amount of patients that he had cured, he brought in 77 of them, which was way over the amount that he was required to bring. The judge, imagine this, he looked at these papers. They said HIV positive from an accredited hospital using Western tools. And three months later, the same diagnostic sheet with the same guy, the same person, it doesn't have to be a guy, I don't know. There's so many different people that were helped by Dr. Savi. The point of it is, you know, HIV negative. And it's amazing to see that and the judge got to experience that. The result of it was that Dr. Sebi's methods were not medical practice, so to speak, and it was given the title of vegetation cell food. Now, how this all connects to me and my story and the context of the recording that you will hear and how I got there, I think it's very important because fasting was how I got there. The knowledge of fasting and what my previous mentors taught me. You see, I was challenged in my health with my skin, my nervous system, my eyes. And all of these things led me to seek out different options for myself because like Dr. Sebi, the Western traditions weren't really doing it for me. So... I started to do this training by Rastahudi, my mentor, and his queen. And they taught me how to do my first 30 days of liquid cleansing. Now, the body's made of 70% or more water. So, like Dr. Sebi, I went through a liquid transformation. And obviously being helped by the plants. So when Rasta Hudi passed away, I became aware of Dr. Sebi's teachings. I researched the case in the Supreme Court. I found out that it was truthful. I bought his packages and then I bought a ticket to see the healer himself in his home because I knew that he was advanced in his age and I wanted to take the opportunity that I could meet him. So what I share here are very important things. So if you found this video through 
me smoking cannabis with Dr. Sabi. I know that I put that video out there and linked it to this podcast. Thank you and welcome. Because what I speak about in that video is the friendship and the honor of sharing plant medicines with an elder, which happened when I met Dr. Sabi. So after the first recording that was done or the first meeting that you will hear, I asked for another recording, another interview with him. He agreed and it was done in Spanish. After that, he kept inviting me to his home. We talked more about fasting. We talked more about the projects that he had. And it was a really beautiful student-teacher relationship. So what I would say in the following introductory statements before the recording is played is that there's a lot of topics that will be touched upon. And one of them is cannabis. You know, one of them is cancer, iron. Then we talk about cultural things. We talk about Dominican Republic. We talk about Florida and all the natural things available there. So it, there's a, an array of information of wisdom that is available here for you. Like I said, this is a very sensitive and special episode for me because I actually got to meet Dr. Savi and we agreed to work on projects together. So now I feel a sense of responsibility in sharing some of the information because there's a lot of future things that I will roll out in honor of Bolingo, in honor of the love, in honor of spreading the knowledge of health and well-being. And this podcast is one of them and many other things that I will be doing for all of you out there and giving value to you. So I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for listening. And this goes out to you from all my heart that you may enjoy the moment that I met the world-renowned herbalist and healer, Dr. Sabi, and the personality that he radiates is quite amazing. So it is Dr. Sabi, my good friend Rashad, a colleague of mine, and myself, all of us having a conversation, and you will hear Taiwa, Dr. Sebi's little daughter. Mind you, Dr. Sebi was 84 when this was done. So Dr. Sebi, well advanced in his years, was able to engage in sexual activity without the need of chemicals. And that is something that inspired me and will continue to inspire me to continue this health and wellness journey because it took me so much tears, so much effort to get to that moment of meeting Dr. Sebi. I cried about that moment, thinking about it late in my room as I went through university. And it's very special. I didn't share this even two years later because, well, number one, it's personal, but the second aspect of it is just the mystery of Sebi's passing that made it all more special to me and and all the things that he mentions are quite outside of what you would normally hear him say and that goes to show the value that I had in meeting him because a lot of you will hear things outside of the nutritional guide outside of what you would normally hear Dr. Savi say and all of this comes from so many years of experience that allowed me to receive the experimental teachings directly from Dr. Sebi. So for those of you out there familiar with his teachings online and lectures, 
you can understand the energy and the wisdom that comes forward from this man. And so it is with great honor to share that TommyLockward.com is coming up soon where a lot of these episodes will be available and you can connect with me in Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by the name of Tommy Lockward. And without further ado, I want to play the amazing recording of the first time that I met the world-renowned herbalist and healer, Dr. Sebi. There isn't a black person in America or in the Caribbean or here that knows something about Africa. In fact, not even the Africans. You don't hear in South America the, 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 the kind of massacres and things going on like you hear in Africa because they have a culture that contains them. And that's what culture is for. Culture is to contain you, to make you behave according to the dictates of that culture. We don't have any culture in America. We don't have any black culture. It was taken away by the British people. Why? Because they knew the first group of black folks that was taken from Africa was in 1555. They did not enslave black people until 1611. 50, 60 years later, the offsprings. Now, there's a break. This is why black America has so much problem. They have Art Sharpton, they have Maddox, they have Mason, they have Firecon, they have Jesse Jackson. That don't mean shit. Right. It don't mean a goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. Why do you have to have all these leaders? Are you blind? Mm -hmm. You mean your mama didn't do her job? That's what you're saying. You need a leader. No shit. No, and this a bitch. And if yeah. you have a leader, shouldn't it be consistent with life? The arrangement of life? The cosmic arrangement. Well, who is the leader in the arrangement of life? A man or a woman? A woman. Thank you very much. America don't have no white, black woman leaders. They all are males and they're full of shit. Yeah. Every one of them is full of shit. That's why black America, look, but black America has an ability. Mm. They have displayed uh, uh, an ability over the years to have that science in their head to do things. Benjamin Banneker, Charles Drew, George Washington Carver, these are powerful men. But these leaders, man, these leaders are full of shit. Yeah. Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> me, I don't follow any. I follow right. my mom. Right. That's true. To what, me, what, what's that? Oh, that I wind, the nice breeze. Nice breeze. I think the wind closes the... Yeah. Well, I wonder what door slam. But yeah, yeah. I like your country. Yeah. I like, I like your country. My people need help because, you know, they, yeah. they've turned their back on Africa, you know? I know. Right. I love. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I used to go there and play golf in, in Puerto Plata. Puerto Plata. I used to live golf. in Puerto Rico. That's a, a Casa Campo, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's they, right. That Romana too. Yeah. They say you done developed for the woman here, because the black woman in America is really make the black man be unconfident, supportive. Like Obama's wife is very supportive. 
But the average African American woman, like I see here, the women that come with they with their wives, like my student Ania's uh, father and mother, they together. She's supportive. She said, no, I go, my husband go, I go. But most of black women, not mamas, they don't, they selfish. The African-American mama. They don't do their job like they used to, like I'm 60. My mother worked with her sisters to help raise me when she went to work. And she implemented, get the switch. Teach them this, teach them that. Never could I say, oh, my auntie hit me with the switch. Because she would be the one that would help discipline Always. me to be right. Yeah. Always. <laughs> so I was raised by a single parent, you know. Oh, yeah. So, my mom, too, raised me as well. Man, yeah. what you mean? Mom, right. mom, mom is the mom shit. Is it. <laughs> right. Right. Is it. So look, it. what I intend to do in America is to show the brothers and sisters, you don't need those leaders. Right. You need a woman. Need a woman. You need a woman. In fact, in Africa right now, there is a woman that's the president of Guinea Equatorial. Mm-hmm. When she t- speak, when she talk, it vibrates. Yeah, yeah. It vibrates all over Africa. Uh. She is bad. Mm. Yeah, Taiwan. Okay, Papi's talking right now. You gotta give him a break. So, you know, I raised her by myself, you know, without a mama. I raised her right in that room. She speaks Spanish fluently, and she speaks English fluently. And she's on the pole. And that is what I want to take to America, to show them what we could do we don't need these leaders, man. Right. The people are beautiful. Black people are beautiful. Because mm. we don't offend people either. No. But we've been misled. And that's when I went to South America. I said, wow, look at this. They, they behave so humble, like you said. Mm. They behave, they're simple. They think simple. Beautiful people. You know? Yeah. And that's what I want to see. Yeah, a question glad, I'm glad meeting you both. Oh, a question so I wanted to ask about myself is the prostate cancer I got. I work at Ford Motor Company, and I work in the paint building, the worst of the building, pigmentation, all kinds of chemicals to paint the building, and we make that F-150 aluminum. You use a lot, a lot of, of ultramarine? Heat, a lot of everything. Yeah. Acidy. Yeah. And we even they clean the and floors stuff. and stuff. I got to go run outside. But in Michigan, it's very cold, so sometimes you don't want to go outside. I need fresh air. The building has got so much chemicals in it. And I wonder, is that, or maybe I got 10 implants in my mouth, caused this cancer since 10,000, 2012 to now, number PSA keep going. I started taking Jack Simpson oil a few months ago. I grew marijuana in my backyard. I got a license. So I grew marijuana in the backyard, and I found it by the Rick Simpson, and it, it seems to uh, help me sleep and rest. But then Pablo come, and he gave me the special tonic. Special tonic was a simulation, but not as strong and not as harsh as the Rick Simpson. I almost overdosed the first time I took that Rick Simpson. I was throwing up everything because I licked the spatula and stuff. Thought it was like a cake mix. The cannabis oil. But yeah, but what Pablo gave me when he got here was a lot smoother. It come down. It's like the difference between oil and water-based paint. It's like, wow. Let me tell you something, my brother. 
for the cancer. The first time that I really understood the use of marijuana as a medicine mm -hmm. was in Ecuador. There is a book out called Yerbas Medicinales del Ecuador, Medicinal Herbs of Ecuador. And they got marijuana there, effective for 40 different diseases. Mm. In your case, it is very good to use. But in your case, the most important mineral is iron fluorine. You want to neutralize all that heavy metal. Yeah, iron fluorine. You do. Okay. And it's easy though, don't worry about it. Uh, but the marijuana, mm -hmm. I guarantee you, is one of the best remedies of all times. I just bought 20 pounds yesterday, but I buy it from someone that I know grows it organically. Okay. No mm -hmm. pesticide, no insecticide, no yeah. nothing. Right. It's good. I grew my own. They got pharmacies very, all over. Very good. Yeah. You know what you feed it? It's funny for me to say what I'm about to tell you. But one of the best food for marijuana is cow milk. Really? It sounds contradictive, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Sounds funny. See, marijuana yeah. has a power. Mm. You could. I was in LA, right? Mm. Living in LA some years ago. I dug a hole about three feet deep, about three feet wide in diameter. I would throw everything in there rotten potato, rotten tomato, rotten everything, battery acid. I let the children even pass the fecal matter in there, and I put the seed after the sprout on top of that when it was already up here. All that organic matter now has been decomposed. I could watch that little marijuana tree climb up, grow up. It was so powerful. Mm. When you smoke one joint, you're not gonna smoke another one that day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> you're going to be laughing like he just did. <laughs> you're going to be laughing. You're going to be happy. So they had this guy used to come by name Joe Bible. Hey, man, do you have any weed? I say, yeah, man, here's a little bag. <laughs> he come back two days later. Hey, man, you have some more weed? I say, how come you smoke that already? Man, I don't know, but I smoke a lot of weed. It's just a lie. Because this weed, you only smoke one a day. And you're happy. You only smoke a half a joint and then one and a half in the evening and you're cool. He was selling it. Oh. Mm -hmm. Making money off of me. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah. you're right, my brother. But let me tell you something. You feed it that cow milk mm -hmm. after the plant is so big. Yeah. And you're going to be surprised at the soil. And the, the soil. Okay. What I'm doing now, this is even more powerful. You all had the mushrooms, right? Mm -hmm. oh, I had, yeah. I had, I had one night, one night. I had. I haven't had it yet. Cause Pablo asked I me to get it. And when are you leaving? It's not my game. Next Friday. Okay. I'm gonna give you some today. This evening I'm gonna get some. Oh, okay. Thank you. This mushroom, mm -hmm. I would boil them, mm -hmm. and I would take the liquid and pour on the plant. Oh. Ooh. oh. I love marijuana. See, I love marijuana. I've been smoking marijuana since I was 14. And you my father age. 
Oh, so you're from New Jersey? Yeah, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. My mother and father, North Carolina, West Virginia mountains. Oh, that's a powerful state. North Carolina. North Carolina is one of the most fertile soils in the world. Mm. It is where you find the Venus flytrap, a plant that's alive. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You find North Carolina. Ooh. North Carolina have another thing growing in there. They call it the Virginia snake root. Mm. The snake root. Snake root. That thing sell for about $500 a pound. What does it do? An herb that grows there in North Carolina. I intend to go to North Carolina sometime in the summer. It is powerful. That's a powerful soil. Yeah, that's powerful. So what, how you feel now since you've been here? I feel great. I've been, I fasted four days, then I fasted three days. You know, I get a good meal, and then I don't want to eat no, no nothing heavy for a few no, days. No, man, the body doesn't want that shit yeah, anyway. Yeah, the water. Man, look, so I'm 84, and I said, wow, how come I'm eating less now? This morning I had some quinoa flake with some hemp milk. Quinoa flakes instead of corn flakes, quinoa flakes yeah. with hemp milk. milk. And I had one toast one slice of toast of spelt bread. Mm. I know I'm full and I'm not gonna eat this evening a salad and very light. And I have energy. And I'm already 84. I shouldn't be displaying this kind of energy eating less. I'm eating sixty percent less than I did when I was in my thirties and twenties and yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but you're right. Yeah, the body doesn't need that. Don't need too much. The yeah, body yeah. need energy, electric energy, electric power, and that you obtain that from liquids. Yeah. In Ecuador, the valley of Vilcabamba, mm -hmm. ain't nobody died there but 140. They live long life. Wow. Well, oh yeah, they drink water, a gallon a day, mm. a gallon a day. Yeah, I actually going with that. I've been fasting since I got here. You I've look been, good. I've been fasting since the 29th. I started to do like the 29th of December. Yeah. So next week, the 29th, I complete 30 days. But so where you live? Miami. Miami. Oh yeah. shit. Where in Miami? Uh, Southwest 8th Street, like by the Mikus by, by the Mikusuke. I live out west, not not towards downtown, but like west. I understand. I used to live on Nine and Biscayne. Oh, okay. So For you 20 years in the Marina Blue. Oh, wow. And I didn't like that. But I love Miami. I love Florida. I could drive to Key West. Yeah, it's I, very great. I could drive to the Keys, man. Just driving over those Keys and that sea. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. Then I was living in Aventura. Oh, okay. That's up north. By up north. Yeah, but 8th Street... If I had to take H Street all the way out to the Tamiami Trail. That's where I live. I live out there. Oh my God, almost, almost that is there. the shit. <laughs> almost by the casino, all the way by over there. Yeah. That's where I live, yeah. By the way, they have the casinos? A little bit be before, but but yeah. Yeah, but, on the same. But on the same Tamiami Trail, I live. Oh my, I love that. <laughs> they, they used to have the fish house there, right? You remember? 
Uh, oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I love I love Miami, man. Yeah. I love Florida. I yeah, I definitely want to want to want to talk to you about about that because I know that it's a possibility with the with your project. See, to me, like I just want to tell you, like, and I'm not I'm not trying to say this because I'm meeting you, but to me, like. I know you're you're the one of the most important men, if not the most important man alive now. And and you're the all that and more. You know yes. why? Because this world yes. is sick, you know? And yes. I've seen it, my family's sick, you know, like I'm here because I'm cleansing some of that some of that that the acidity I, I inherited, you know? Man, I, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we all did. We all did. Yeah, and I, I, with that I wanted to say because I've been fasting and I know I haven't really had an ear infection, but but I, I seem to have my ear clogged right now. And you know, mucus is always coming out of my eye sockets and, stiff, and things like that. I wanted to know if that was actually part of the, uh, you know, when you release Cleansing. it. But yeah. Is yes, part? your head gonna begin to release. And at some point, you're gonna talk mouth. Sometimes you could hit your head and you could hear it in your ear. Uh-huh. That's all in the process of cleansing. Don't stop. Okay. Don't stop. Don't stop. You're doing it good. Okay. But one of the things again is iron. Iron is at the base of all disease, their deficiency of. Like, uh, like bur burdock and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got okay. burdock. You got muy clay. Oh, muy clay? Yeah. I don't know what that is. You, here in Honduras, you have that carao, the nectar of the carao. Uh -huh. Now, my wife has pernicious anemia. She's a nurse. But she has anemia that... Uh, Attacks her system, eats her system up, makes Anemia? her lose a lot of weight. Yeah, pernicious. I mean, it could, it makes her very weak. She loses a lot of weight, and she she just. Sir, let me on. say this to you about anemia. Mm-hmm. Iron, right? Everybody that's black, including me, suffer with anemia. Oh. It is the mineral that our body has an affinity for. And it's the mineral that was omitted from our diet. Anemia. Pernicious anemia. It makes you dizzy. It takes you off balance. It, 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 it debilitates your muscles. Anemia is at the bottom of it. Iron deficiency. So you have the muy clay. The burdock, you have Encino, you have the yellow dog. Yellow dog, you know, put the muicle, M-U-I-C-L-E. M-U-I-C-L-E. Okay. We are making a capsule from muicle now in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in L.A. It's a composition with muicle. It is good. It makes you warm. But there is one here in Honduras. They call it carao. Carao? How do you spell that? C-A-R-A-O. Hey, Tommy, i trail. I remember once I jumped on that trail. <laughs> Back to Florida. And I stopped talking into a tape. And what I heard when I got back, got back to Biscayne, 
I didn't. I couldn't believe. I love that place. I recording? miss it. I miss Miami. I know. I know many people who really. Would I really love it, man. Love to hear I love here. This is this is a place that's very pretty, and I'm developing it. But boy, it doesn't have that environment of Miami. Miami has a life thing. Yeah. I mean, do you know? Wait, wait. You are in good shape. Miami, Florida. Florida is the home of the blueberry vein. Oh, I didn't know this. Huh? I did not know this. No. Florida. It, it grows. It grows wild. The only place in the world where the blueberry vein grows six feet tall and the flower is always blooming is Florida. Mm. You know it, right? Know it. Sure you know it. You've seen it. It's a little purple flower. Mm -hmm. It's a bush that grows about my height. Look for it now. People use it as hedges. And you know what they have in Florida? Oh. The governor cherries. A little cherry, cherries. about that round, and it's sweet and sour-like. I got a big seed. People use it as hedges. You know where the, where, where the fish house used to be? Mm. They got plants there. And every year runs August, the fruits, and it is very nutritious. Well, my youngest Florida, Florida is one is the state where you find mango, natural mango that is, not those big ones, the natural mango grows in Florida. Mm. Florida have the natural coconut. Florida have the governor cherry. Florida have the salt palmetto berry. Florida have the ikaku. Florida have everything. Ikaku? Yeah. Wow. Is that, it's a black fruit that grows by the ocean. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's bad motherfucker got iodine. Oh, that grows by the like uh, by like uh, you see it by coconut grove. I think you see it like by, by places where, where the where the mangroves grow. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Oh Florida. Florida is rich. You know avocado grows in Florida. Similarly, Naranga area. Yeah, yeah. I find it in, in, a, in the farmers markets in Gainesville. There's farmers there that, that have several orange. Okay. Have you been by Robert is here? Oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of Robert is here, but Robert's here right down Palm Avenue. The juice. The juice place? Huh? That's the place where they make you smoothies and juice. Yeah. yeah. My homestead. Yeah. yeah. You've been there, right? I've heard of it. I've never actually been. Man, you gotta go there. I have the, to go. The, the dude there's a white boy. He's a very intelligent white boy. And he's very understanding. Uh, I used to go there all the time. He, he have a food they named there. The, the custard apple. It looked like a chirimoya, but it's natural. And it's highly nutritious. Wow. Florida is bad. I oh. love Florida. <laughs> my granddaughter, baby granddaughter in Florida. Florida. I love that. My daughter was proud enough to leave, humble enough to leave New Jersey and go to Florida with her man. Man, Florida is the shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Florida is the shit. 
Look, every natural fruit that I know in the world grows in Florida. Wow. I love Florida better than here, and this is my home. Yeah. The politicians want to put I get fruits in Florida, I don't get here. Yeah. Yeah. You could always find the key line. Oh, yeah, the key line, you find it there. Good. Hey man, I'm oh. glad I met you guys. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, glad to meet you. Yeah, yeah brother. Uh, yeah. Yes, brother. Man, I would live in Florida. It, look, I told Jenny, my manager, I said, you know, hmm. if I buy a house in the United States, I'll buy it in Florida. Hmm. Okay. The only place, Florida. Okay. It's pretty. Yeah. It's 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 head to the breeze. Yeah, it has this climate. Ponce de, Leon, Ponce de Leon said he was the fountain of youth, and I believe him. Yeah, yeah. True. I believe him. I believe him. But your country, Santo Domingo, República Dominicana. <laughs> I love that bad, motherfucker. But they eat bad. <laughs> they eat bad. They, they eat bad. They eat bad. Like in Africa? Yeah. The people from Santo Domingo remind me of the African people. They are, yeah. Starts and blood, starts and blood, starts and blood. Okay. You know what I learned about Florida? Now that you say it, I was taking, you know, I was taking a course in geology in school. I, you know, I take things very like, you know, I don't take things so literal what they say to me in school. But they one one professor mentioned in passing, yeah, the geology of of Florida was actually part of Africa and then he just kind of went on to another topic and I was like what so he was saying that that actually Florida is part of or was part of Africa so that's right that's what he said and yeah and that's because why of the composition so of the soil yeah is rich exactly. Florida is rich man yeah I love Florida I would live in Florida any day <laughs> I love it I like to drive to Key West. Then, when I used to eat my fish, I used to go out to Isla Morada to this place they call the uh, Craig Fish House. And buy a <laughs> fish sandwich. <laughs> Back in those days, huh? Oh my God, Florida, I miss it, I miss it, I miss it, I miss it. I talked about it yesterday. I talked about Florida. I said, oh, oh really? God, I miss Florida. Synchronicity. I miss Florida. Brother, yes. I will live in Florida any day. Well, I'm ready to retire, and I need two estates, so Man, I'm to go there and go to Florida, right? And houses are cheap. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, Florida is nice. I will live there before I live there. Okay. I built this house. You know, I built this house for me, and I like it, but I am not in that Florida environment that I remember. Mm. In the evening time, oh God! The sunset, you could see the sunset because of the flat. You, because it's I love Florida, man. I love Florida. <laughs> I, look, yeah. I would roll three joints. <laughs> Eddie Murphy bought me a, a, a Range Rover, a car, uh -huh. and I would drove from my house on Biscayne all the way to the Keys, and I would smoke a joint. Going, I would smoke a joint while I'm there, and I would smoke a joint coming back, and that would be the most enjoyable thing. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I love it, I love it, I love it. I never enjoy a sunset. 
Miami? Until I got to Miami. Oh. What a sunset, oh God. It's so beautiful, man. And my life has brought me here. My business is in California. But I wanted to move the business to Florida because once the business is in Florida, it's sent to the United States. If I'm out California, I'm out west. I'm way out of reach. I'm three hours out of zone. Here, I'm right in the center. I could distribute easy. But all of my, all, not of my, nothing, all of the brothers and sisters that work in the business in L.A., they are from L.A. And I can't really Reload. move them to Florida. Right. But yeah. if, if they weren't from L.A., I would have been moved my business to Florida. That is one beautiful state. It is, brother. Yeah. Brother, you moved to Florida. Yeah. I may still move I'll to Florida. Although I'm 84, this year I'll be 84, you would think that, yes, I have very little time on the planet, not like when I was 15, but the little time that I have left, I would like to spend that in Florida. Yeah, that's a lot of retirees go to Florida. A lot of it. Yeah, they do. Huh? You live in a beautiful place. Thank you, sir. And that Miami Trail, oh God. You guys just came and really ignite my shit. I'm gonna move back to Florida. <laughs> love you, I man. Love, I shit. Love, I love you, Dr. Savior. <laughs> hey, man, what you mean, man? I'm happy for you. Let me take a I'm picture, y'all. I'm happy for brother. Yes, brother. I, I'm happy for you, you, man. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you like my daddy. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Wellness Revolution. Purpose is to get you one step closer to wellness sovereignty with your host, Tommy Lockward. <laughs>